in-depth conversations, matchup breakdowns, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. All right, Colin, hit me with it one more time here. All right, so Mike Tomlin ignores the outside noise. He told us that by virtue of telling everybody before even thinking about it that the quarterback and the offensive coordinator are safe without even looking at the tape, without even digesting this game. He did it pretty much as soon as he walked off the field after they lost to Cleveland, right? So outside noise, he says, you know, elevator music. I believe he's used it one time. Oh, yeah, of course. Something like that, something what point though do they get in and they have their monday meeting if it's it's matt canada it's mike tomlin it's omar khan it's uh, the flying weidel brothers it's all those people and they get in this big nice table that art rooney has fashioned up it probably imported from ireland mind you knows a, knows a guy tony o'reilly or something gets it all built up and it's wonderful and they're sitting around this beautiful table and they're having coffee and it's all the powers that be and Mike Tomlin just goes, you know what? Been a lot of noise last couple months, last couple weeks, whatever. We we got to give in. I mean, we held out as long as we could. What is Mike Tomlin's held out as long as we could until he goes, we got to play Kenny this week? What, what's the situation? Paint, paint me that picture, not in your mind, because I think your mind is the same as mine. What will make Mike Tomlin, what you really think will make Mike Tomlin flick that switch? Where will they be? Yeah, my mind would be, eh, you lose to the Cleveland Browns on Thursday night football and you don't do anything of consequence in the second half. For them, I think they're going to need to be, what would it be? I think they'd have to be two and six at the bye. I think the bye is what they have circled. And I think at that point, you'll have realized that unless you do something, the season's totally lost, but you also think that the best chance for you to be successful with your rookie quarterback is to give him that almost reset point with the team for the quote-unquote clean slate. I think that's when they would say, okay, this thing, it's not too, too far gone yet because they'll believe they can win the rest of the games. They just do. That's the way that they are. I think that's when they would do it. That's the That, to me, is the drop-dead point where Mike Tomlin would finally throw his hands up. And the reason I say that is because this is a stubborn mother bleeper, Mike Tomlin. Well, everybody is, is in that building. Every, there isn't anybody yeah. who's not. I and, and at some points, that's a great quality. You know? It's a great quality when they have an undrafted free agent that ends up making the team and plays. Whenever you say Ramon Foster and that guy plays, or you have a guy like Chris Hoke that gives a wonderful effort for many years to the Pittsburgh Steelers and a lot of people say no I'm not taking that guy we like him you know it's a good quality to have at times I think and I agree with you at this exact point if between now and the bye the Jets are the only win and yeah. by virtue of that you would really leak into that bye you'd have a time to, to full sale uh, sort of reset hit the reset button recharge restart your season if they are two and six it would be than at the bye, right? If the Jets are the only other win, yeah. because it would be the Cincinnati win. If they're two and six at the bye and they come out of the bye into that first game and Pickett doesn't start, he won't start until next year. Yeah. 
I mean, if you're sitting there four games under 500 and you can't turn it over to the rookie quarterback, you just never had any designs on turning it over to the rookie quarterback. But I do think he will make it. I do think even Tomlin will relent if it is that picture that you just uh, so wonderfully painted about being two and six at the bye. I think even he will say, you know, I held on to these chips and I was not going to push my cards in the middle of the table. Even I got to wave the white flag right now. I I can look at it both ways too, though, because I think it was 2012 and the Steelers started two and six. And I remember doing a show with Charlie Batch, one of the first shows I ever did with Charlie. And I said, do you think Mike Tomlin might start playing some of the younger draft picks here? Uh, Because clearly this team doesn't have it. And Charlie, he said, absolutely not. Mike Tomlin's not going to throw in the towel. And the Steelers finished six and two down the stretch, go eight and eight. And I think that's the Ryan suck up year where they missed the playoffs. I could see that being a point of reference for Mike Tomlin. And maybe he thinks, oh, Mitch Trubisky, we can turn it around. Or it could be the opposite. And I think it would likely be the opposite where, okay, you know what? We're two and six. You have an extra game now. I've Mm -hmm. been here before. We've been here before. We can turn this thing around with the right button being pushed. This is, I don't know what this makes me as someone who likes to see the Steelers win, but this season so fascinating to me because it's for the, for the first time in my life, I'm actually okay. I want to see them win every game. I do, but I'm actually okay when they don't win because it does Make get you, you closer to Kenny Pickett. Make sure I think. I think you would see for the first time in a long time, Colin. Yes. If they're two and six or three and five or whatever, something like that, and Mike Tomlin doesn't go to Kenny Pickett, I think you would see more swaths of empty seats than we've seen in decades at Steelers games. Adam, we saw more last year than we've seen in decades. And they were relatively successful. They were a playoff team. And at here, this now you hit it. Now you hit it. This is this is the meat of the conversation. Meat. It's one thing from the football ops people to look around and say, "Man, we got to get this guy in the field." I don't know. You know, no, we still have a chance. Trubisky's our guy. It's another thing if he has the balls, and I don't know if he has the fortitude that his father had. If, and definitely his grandfather. If Art the second would stand at midfield before a game and look around and say, Michael, you know, he took Michael <laughs> um, and point to those wide swaths and empty seats and say, we ain't going anywhere. Get the kid in the game. Cause this is unacceptable. And yeah. pointing to those empty seats, whenever there's 51,000 people in there. Well, and the other thing is I'm not so sure that guy didn't have a hell of a lot to do with Kenny Pickett being the draft pick. Given the failures of regime past to pick Dan Marino, the pit kid who went on to have, mm, I think, a pretty successful NFL career. So I don't know if he's the guy who would do that and walk out to midfield and say, this is wholly unacceptable. But I think he's the reason, or at least a big reason, in swaying the opinion of guys to make Kenny Pickett be their draft pick with that 20th overall selection. Colin, there's another reason why that loss was so bad last night, and we'll get to that coming up next. It's fourth down in the Steel City. Oh, yeah. 